Hi there, I'm Tom Schultz, host of Voices of Montana, an issue-oriented newsmaker radio program heard weekdays on 18 radio stations with 27 signals all across the Treasure State. Thanks for clicking on the podcast. Please subscribe and we'll do our best to keep you connected. We're also on Facebook at Voices of Montana and on the Internet at VoicesOfMontana.com, where I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at Tom at VoicesOfMontana.com. The Montana Freedom Caucus called for a special session that didn't go through, but they've got some ideas about property tax relief, and we're going to be sharing those today as we talk with members of the Montana Freedom Caucus and, and and rightly so. I mean, we've got uh, we've got a long discussion and maybe even a long road ahead of us here as we talk about our tax structure in the state of Montana. There's three of them here with us. So you guys all, thanks again for being here. Just feel free to jump in whenever uh, during this conversation. We'll welcome first the chair of the Montana Freedom Caucus. It's Senator Teresa Manzella, Senate District 44 in the Bitterroot Valley. Good morning, Teresa. How are you? Good morning, Tom. Thanks for having us on. Oh, I appreciate you being here. Representative Jedediah Hinkle, House District 67, is also with us, a member of the Montana Freedom Caucus. And Jedediah, how about yourself? Hey, Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good. Thank you for being here. Let's go over to Circle, Montana. And it's uh, Jerry Schillinger, the representative in House District 37 there. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? Well, good morning, Tom. In Montana, we've got a foggy, frosty morning here in eastern Montana. I was hoping, I was going to ask you, is there any sign of snow anywhere? Well, uh, over the over the hills and uh, over the banks and just on the edges of things, there's a tiny bit. So <laughs> we, we had a pretty nice snow. Actually, in October, it looked like it was going to be winter, and that uh, I think all the ranchers were happy that that melted away, and uh, so it's been a pretty easy easy winter so far. I we're know. I know. We're we're keeping our fingers crossed and knocking on wood too. And uh, there's there's some things about it I don't mind. That's for sure. Let's get into the issue here, Senator uh, uh, Teresa Manzella. Montana Freedom Caucus Chair, what was the call for this special session about? Well, Tom, we, we heard the concerns of our citizens loud and clear concerning uh, the tax assessments and the, and the increasing value on property, and we thought that we should take a very close and uh, look at the property tax issue, and so we identified four areas that we made the call on. And the first one was to return the surplus tax revenue to the people. Uh, in Montana, this uh, cycle, we have we, a tax surplus of over $230 million. And so we proposed to return that money to the taxpayers who paid it. Uh, and we just think that that's a, a pretty common sense, obvious solution. And we also proposed a taxpayer bill of rights, which is commonly referred to as TABOR. And that would have been uh, put forth as a legislative referendum and given the taxpayers the opportunity to vote on whether or not that was something that they felt uh, that they should support. And had they supported that, then we wouldn't have to be fighting about this every every session. If there was an excess uh, tax revenue, it would automatically go back to the citizens. And we thought that was a, a very good idea. And then we, di- we discovered that we needed a clarification on the pro- uh, property tax mill levy uh, clarification. Uh, MCA 15-10-420 was put into place in 1999. And in talking to the legislators who put that in place, it was never their intention for the state to be able to uh, bank mills or save mills, uh, basically kind of as a rainy day fund. Uh, 
Uh, we, you know, it was intended to live within your means kind of a situation from cycle to cycle. And so we felt that that needed to be clarified in law. And then finally, the fourth was to reduce the 95 mills to 85 mills, which would represent a, a permanent tax uh, reduction on property taxes. So, so those were our four ideas. We spent uh, a lot of time. We spent four months uh, arguing amongst ourselves, challenging each other's knowledge, uh, polling the experts, uh, being part of the House Freedom Caucus gives us uh, access and resources to people from all over the country. So I spoke to the author of the Tabor Bill in Colorado and and learned what worked and what didn't work and how we could improve our bill. And and uh, we were very, very hopeful that with a Republican supermajority in place, uh, that the Republicans uh, could unite over this issue and um, and do something really good for our citizens. A little disappointed that we didn't, but uh, that doesn't mean we're going to quit. We're going to go on and and uh, continue pushing for our citizens. A lot of meat um, in those proposals, too, Senator, and I appreciate that. Representative Jedediah Hinkle. Jed, why couldn't this wait? Well, Tom, I would say, you know, it's the issue with property taxes and and inflation and every other cost that our constituents are bearing right now is it's now now is a time and if we were to wait then we would be waiting over another year because you know it'll be another year before in january pretty much exactly before we'd be in our next uh 2025 session and then you have to think you know then the 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 bills have to be introduced they have to go through the whole process which is going to be much slower than a special session a special session is going to be a a two or two or three day session and everything's fast-paced. It's not bogged down by hundreds and thousands of bills. But if we were to wait to the 2025 session, then we have to go through that whole process. And there's many bills that really don't make it, you know, through the process until after, you know, certainly after halfway through. So we're probably looking at maybe another uh, tax solution if we address it in 2025, and I hope we do. We're probably looking at, you know, uh, probably March or April of 2025 is the earliest to get to get something uh, done in on behalf of our constituents and the taxpayers. And that's again, uh, uh, Jed Hinkle, Belgrade area representative, House District 67. It is, and then 37 to Circle Montana, Jerry Schillinger. Jerry, what what in those proposals? Then um, you know, kind of unpack them a little bit because the 95 to 85 mil. I think a lot of people um, after going through following what happened with uh, the counties and the state and the Supreme Court making a decision on that. Kind of unpack more of the meat uh, of some of these issues. Okay, well, thanks, Tom. Uh, just to, the uh, 95-85 was a way to give permanent tax, mm-hmm. property tax relief to taxpayers. So lower that cap from 95 mills to 85 mills. Uh, in this current cycle, um, it was determined that less than 80% of, or 80 mills were needed to fund uh, the equalization part of the education. So so uh, we, we wanted to reduce the max and to re- reduce the pressure on property tax owners uh, permanently. And on the, on the shorter term side of it, as Teresa mentioned, Senator Manzella, that we wanted to clarify the language so the executive knew that those mills could float it. They didn't have to levy the full 85 mills every year when it wasn't necessarily needed. 
And I'd like to go back to your uh, question that you had for uh, Representative Hinkle there a bit, too. And yeah, please. kind of cutting out on my end. But um, why couldn't this wait until regular session? And for, I'll give a little bit of historical perspective there. When we were going into the 23 session, it was known that, well, long before we went into the session, that there was going to be a large surplus uh, overcollected taxes. And so that was even before the birth of the Montana Freedom Caucus. We didn't even exist yet then, but a number of conservative legislators had gotten together and did a lot of work, a lot of homework to determine how much that surplus was going to be and how we could give it back and put out a call that a lot of us supported then for a special session because uh, we were concerned that if we went into the regular session with that kind of extra carryover, that there was going to be a real stampede to just spend that money rather than return it to the taxpayers. And, in fact, that's what panned, panned out. I sit on the Appropriations Committee, so just about everyone that came and testified before our committee started out with something like, well, we've got this huge surplus, so... And they all had a way that it should be spent or, you know, their worthy cause that it should be used on. So bottom line was last biennium, then end of June 30th of 23 here, the state collected about $4 billion of so-called surplus that was beyond our budgeted amount. Of that amount, about 20% got rebated to the taxpayers. I see. So, in fact, we had a huge tax increase in the 21-23 biennium. And so we're trying to, that was one of the things we're trying to get out in front of now uh, before going into a 25 session is that those funds should go back to the taxpayers because they're feeling the crunch. In the 23 session, we funded a lot of reserve accounts, so the state is very well protected against any uh, recessionary type impact, way better than the taxpayers of Montana are. So uh, we just thought, let's try and get ahead of this and and refund that money back. One other thing on the Tabor, um, Oregon has, has actually put into their constitution years ago when they were still a conservative state that any amount over 2% over the budgeted amount of revenue uh, for that particular session or uh, year would be automatically refunded to the state. So that's what we're, or to the taxpayers. So that's what we're hoping to do at the Tabor is get that, uh, get the wheels rolling on that and, um, and get a permanent uh, law in place so that we're not fighting every year over what do we do if we overcollect tax. Well, and, and that's an important part here. I mean, you, you can reduce that legislatively to 85, but you can also re-raise it, I, I presume. Um, again, Jerry Schillinger there. Teresa Manzella, who chairs the Montana Freedom Caucus, I just want to have you have you weigh in on that. What kind of um, what kind of consensus was there then? I know calling a special session doesn't necessarily mean uh, people oppose or you know support your bill in your measures there. What kind of consensus do you have uh, on these proposals that you're putting out there? Thanks for that question, Tom. I attended here in River Valley County. The Department of Revenue was traveling the state um, doing their uh, town hall type meetings. And our uh, 
uh, commissioner's room was full of concerned citizens and uh, uh, most, if not all, of the legislators were in the room and, and they certainly heard the concerns of the citizens. Uh, they were not bashful about the uh, their concerns and, and what it was going to do to their budgets and their ability to live here, yeah. particularly our, our seniors, you know, who are in who are so often on fixed income. Um, so I would have thought that here in River Valley County, we would have had a strong consensus. Um, unfortunately, that didn't that that's not the way it t- turned out uh, when we took the poll. It was Ron Marshall and myself, both members of the Freedom Caucus, who supported the effort. Um, now, at, the, at statewide, we were thrilled that we had the House leadership team uh, supporting the effort. Our speaker, our majority leader, and our pro tem uh, all supported the effort, as did the tax chairman of both chambers. So with that, we felt really, really good uh, about our um, about the possibilities of getting that done. When you when you have leadership and the experts in their field supporting your efforts, um, you know we we had reason to believe that we would have a a, a good consensus. But yeah, and I want to I got to take a break, and I'll pick up on that as as we come on back as well. Because looking at this the issue of property taxes, and I know um, the the taxpayer bill of rights uh how our government is spending our money is very critical for us to to understand and to curtail i think as well um so we'll we'll come on back and and kind of peel into those with members of the montana freedom caucus here today on from montana for montana voices of montana brian bennett with headline news from the northern news network upcoming here news across the country three hundred and two thousand one third of montana's population came through the border illegally, so to speak. Three hundred In December, in one month alone, you think about what illegal immigration is doing to this country. You just think about putting 33% more population in your house or in your community. Yes, some can handle it, but it's going to cause... And this was just in one month. Those are some of the issues that we're addressing when we speak with the Montana Freedom Caucus because it, we, we look at where our country, and a lot of people feel it is in the wrong lane. So they had a call for a special session here. We're talking with uh, their chairperson. It is Teresa Manzella. She's a state senator out of uh, Hamilton area, north of Hamilton, actually, Corvallis, and into the Florence area, Senate District 44. Jedediah Hinkle, representative, serves the Belgrade area. Lived there a few years myself. Jed, uh, I really enjoyed Belgrade there the past few years. And then Jerry Schillinger, a representative out of the Circle area. So thank you guys for being here. Appreciate that. Still a a lot of things to kind of talk about. Uh, Jerry, I'm going to have you unpack then. Um, the discussion uh, a little bit as as we went into break talking about um, taxes, right? Uh, others have said, and we've spoken with other legislators, and they have said, you know, I'm not sure there's enough ideas on the table. I'm not sure we've got uh, we we we've had enough feedback on this issue, um, and and so they're taking uh, let's let's push it down the road a little bit, but get more data on this. What are your thoughts on that? Well, Tom, there's a lot of validity to, to that as well. We're not going to solve everything in a special session. We've just targeted these uh, four specific items that we we believe can be addressed in a short session that can give some relief to taxpayers right now. Uh, Clearly, going into the next session, there's going to be a lot of discussion, a lot of talk, and hopefully some serious tax reform to uh, try and bring 
Montana government needs more in line with um, what should be fairly paid by the taxpayers. And I'd just like to point out something I think that doesn't get talked about a lot in this whole scheme, that in the last two or three years, we've had some real outside influences that have basically blown up our budget. Mm. That we, we think we had a good budget coming out of the 21 session, but uh, we were sub- we were hugely impacted by a flood of federal dollars that really had no one had any idea that were, were going to come and what impact they would have. So a huge amount of money came to the state of Montana that we didn't anticipate. We also, due to the uh, terrible politics and policies of a lot of these blue state governments, we had a we had a flood of refugees, political refugees, social refugees came from. California, Oregon, all over the country, seeking the more free atmosphere that we have here in Montana. So that also impacted, as everyone knows, uh, the demand for housing. And so a lot of things really got kind of turned upside down in the last couple of years that is going to take some time to work out. So it's not, several things aren't just government fixes Mm -hmm. to it. Markets are going to have to sort some some of these things out like housing. And um, so there's, those are big factors that, that we have to keep in mind when we start going in and retooling our tax structure. Senator Manzella, what is your next step then? Um, this special session didn't pass. You have these bills that you are, are very much still looking to, to pursue. What will the Montana Freedom Caucus, how will they play a part in our legislature going forward? Thanks, Tom, for that question. You know, our, our tax code is very, very complicated. And those of us who have never served on the tax committee really have to get uh, up to speed in, uh, in our understanding of it. And uh, we believe that it, the whole process should be simplified and, and made uh, much more easy to understand so that our, our citizens can engage in the process. We are all about working for our citizens. We work for our citizens. And when times are tough and citizens have to tighten their belts and and we're going through hard times, well, then government should have to do the same. We all need to live within our means. And that includes government. We should not have this massive surplus when our citizens are struggling. And uh, that just makes common sense again. And uh, we will continue to work for the people. We will continue to listen to our citizens. We will continue to uh, purify and, and grow our knowledge and uh, hone our arguments and mm-hmm. um, let me ask our the, Let me ask this question. Um, uh, a temporary solution, and maybe that does buy a little bit of time um, to, to look this issue over, was the rebates, the, the property tax rebates. And, and then there was also uh, general tax rebates here. What was, what was the discussion there? Did you vote for those? Um, was, it, oh, yeah. was it not enough? That was an opportunity to, to give back there. If you felt like you had to give back more, why couldn't we give back more then? Well, as Jerry alluded to earlier in the conversation, when you're going through that 90 days, it yeah. is just absolutely action-packed. <laughs> and, and we have that saying at the legislature that you're drinking from a fire hose. And we're all uh, experts in our own little areas, but when you have this complicated code that you have to try to understand in a very, very short period of time, you know, we did did the best we could 
what we learned from that is that only, I believe it was about two-thirds of the money was that we allocated to be rebated went out. So there's, I believe it's $44 million that's sitting there that didn't go out, that we expected to go out. So, uh, so yeah, we, we could have done more. Um, we did the best we could at the time. Again, we had hoped that creating a special session specifically for this purpose would give us all the opportunity to try to unify in our understanding and our path forward. I'm, I'm on we're going to continue to push that idea. Yeah, thank you guys for the, for the work you do, for being public servants. I, I appreciate that. Uh, look, come on back, okay? We, we've got, there's lots more to discuss. Uh, and, and the legislative process continues, uh, even though you're not in session. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of learning and a lot of discussion going on. So, Teresa Manzella, thank you, state senator out of the Bitterroot area, Representative Jedediah Hinko, Belgrade 67, and House District 37, Representative Jerry Schillinger. Thank you guys very much. Thanks again for joining us for the podcast. And join us daily, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., for more Voices of Montana on local stations all across Montana.